peaceful and beautiful and physical and angry all at the same time. Were you idiot? Your mind would cave in and your heart would explode within your chest. This is going to be a shame. Here we go! What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside the Talkin' Audio Studio for another brand new edition of TCA. Matt Robinson sitting across the table today from our buddy Steve Lloyd. What's happening, Lloyd? What's going on? Good to see you. Glad you're uh, you're back in here. Although your new uh, your new hours they're yes. preventing us from doing in uh, in yes. show beers. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, we'll, we'll have to uh, figure out a time. It's a busy time of year as well. Yes. So at this recording, it's in the AM, right? Which After, is unusual. But yes. <laughs> not My regular AM. Yeah. Uh, give us follow on social media at Talk and Audio. Make sure you're subscribed to the pod wherever you're hearing us right now. Uh, I was just talking to you before we fired up the mics here. You got uh, a good looking, good looking holiday in front of you. Yeah, we're t- we're gonna go south right after Christmas. Never done that before, uh, so we're gonna take off for a little uh, little vacay uh, starting Boxing Day. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we we've talked about that a little bit in our family once or twice, but I don't know. We're all kind of too many of us are traditionalists, right? Yes. Like I, 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 you don't want to not have a Christmas tree or no snow. Now we might not have snow anyway, but yep. uh, little things like that. Like it just turns out to not be a time. We've well, decided to travel. Yeah, anyway. We got a Christmas tree. We're doing Christmas morning. That's right. all good. Yeah. But it's going to be a very early trip to the airport <laughs> boxing day. Yeah. We're doing the bird, the whole deal. Right. But then it's over quickly. <laughs> yes. No, exactly. Um, yeah, I think that would be a, the biggest bummer for me is maybe not having a turkey. So uh, it's, it's one of like mm. the two times a year that I, I get to have turkey. So uh, yeah, I'm not giving that up. No. Why don't we start with what you guys had going on over at, at 1200 this week? Because you made a little news. Well, the Sens made some news. And then you made some more news on top of that as, as the Sens and, uh, and DJ Smith have, mm. have parted ways and you managed to get them on the show the, uh, I guess it was two days after it happened. I, I, th- yep. I think there was a travel day in between as he came yep. home from Arizona and stuff, but there was some pretty strong reactions to that interview. Let's just start here. Do you, on a day like that, and I'm not insinuating in any way that you would be happy to see DJ Smith lose his job, but no. as a... As a broadcaster, does that still get you juiced up a little more? It's a big day, or is it just another you know day at the office? Yeah, you 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 don't want to get gleeful. No. Like a, a, we were very appreciative because he easily could have said no, sure. right? You know, but DJ Smith, he's a DJ Smith is a good guy, and and he did create a really good culture with the players. He represented the community very well. Um, such an inclusive guy in so many different ways. Uh, whether it's a cause, whether it's with his players. Hey, you want to bring. Jacob Chickering, welcome to the team. Yeah, your grandfather can come every day if he wants and sit in the lounge. Right. That's okay. No problem at all. Like he's he's a really good, really good dude. Right. Is the best way to put it. Was it time to move on, get a new coach? I think so. And mm-hmm. I think most people would agree with that. So you, you can separate the two. Mm-hmm. So I was excited just to have him on because I knew he'd be a good interview. Uh, he's always been a good interview. Yeah. And and I knew that there would be some candor. Yes. And there was some candor. Like he, he didn't throw anybody directly under the bus, or, but he gave his opinions mm-hmm. and you can just still disagree with some of them or whatever. Um, Jacques Martin coming in. What about, you know, did you hold your players accountable enough? I think we covered that as yeah. well. And he answered everything and I knew that he would. So in that regard, when I knew that he said yes, I'm like, all right, this is going to be good because he, he, he won't dodge questions. He'll answer them to the best of his ability. And, um, you know, just a good guy. How do you determine or how do you find the line on, okay, this guy's having a rough week, right? I, mm. I don't need to be kicking him when nope. he's down, but there are some legitimate questions we'd like to ask you. You mentioned the accountability one. That was one of the things that fans criticized him for. You know, how do you decide, yeah, that's that's a reasonable enough question to ask or, you know what, this maybe isn't the time for that? Well, I'm, I'm 
unfortunately, been doing this long enough, you're never going to please everybody uh, in, in that kind of a scenario. You're going to have some people that think, oh, you're way too soft on them. You didn't ask them, you know, okay, all right. And then you can go the other way as well. Oh, you're way too hard. Why would you ask them that question? Right. So knowing that going in, but the way I've always tried to conduct myself is um, – in, in this format, okay, the radio show format, this is not uh, a main media availability scrum like when <laughs> the Chargers lost last week and then the questions are, do you expect to have a job tomorrow? Right. <laughs> in the main media availability. Like, it, it's not that environment. This is, you've asked a guest to come on your show. Like, you've asked me to come on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Treat the person like exactly that. That's a guest that has agreed to come on your platform. Yeah. Now, expect some obvious questions are going to come your way. And of course, he's, he's not a dumb guy. He knew. Ask those questions, but be respectful in how you ask it. Don't ask it like some clown on Twitter that's just, <laughs> um, you know, expletive deleted. You're an idiot. Like, yeah. hey, uh, DJ, uh, you didn't hold your players accountable. Are you a moron? Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't come on. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, you, and he's not a moron. Right. But you know the way people can be. So, yeah, you can ask these questions. Just be respectful about it. And be direct. And you're chances are you're going to get a good answer. And I thought we got some good answers out of DJ. For sure. It was a, a newsworthy interview. If people haven't uh, seen it, it's at tsn1200.ca and, and in their podcast feed there. Uh, what did you make of of the decision a couple of weeks ago when they did bring in Jacques Martin? Like, did this seem inevitable to you at that point that he's here, he's going to be the guy when they're ready? Or it, it had to feel if you're DJ, and he sort of alluded to this, like, the sort of Damocles was just placed above his desk there. What did you think of it? I, I thought that there was a, certainly a bit of a stalking horse feel yeah. uh, to it, but I, I didn't think it was a fait accompli, but mm. I thought it was like, and DJ, when I asked him that question, um, he somewhat agreed. He said, yeah, yeah, like it's, I think the way I phrased it was, did you feel that was a threat to your job? Mm-hmm. Because it was sold as, oh, this is just help for the organization. Right. And he went, went well, it was sold <laughs> that way. And blah, blah. and then he said, there's ended up being too many voices, he yeah. thought uh, as well. So this was not his idea. And why would it be? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but when Jacques Martin was brought in as a senior advisor, the way I viewed it, it's like, well, this is good for the organization in general because this has been an understaffed front office yes. and hockey ops over the last number of years. And they've added to that. And they continue to add to that. You bring in a guy with the experience of Jacques Martin, how is that a bad thing to bring into your organization, right? Mm-hmm. But directly to be the senior advisor of the coaching staff, it was a shot across the bow. Yeah. No, no question about it. It was. Like, it, it doesn't mean you're definitely, we're moving on from you, DJ. It's like, but he had to know that there is a guy sitting there if they need to shepherd the rest of this season without making a commitment because you haven't hired a full-time GM yet. You just want to wait. You've got your guy that can do that sitting there waiting if the time comes. And they didn't move him, uh, move on from DJ right away. The team had a bit of a bounce back and, but then it it came back into what it was and that's why the move was made. So yeah, like I I think DJ Smith fully in our interview readily admitted that, he knew that's like, all right, yeah. I guess this is the next step, and now it's really time to start winning some games. And unfortunately for him, that didn't happen. There feels to me, and we had Graham Nichols on earlier in the week to talk about uh, the move when it happened, and, and he disagreed a little bit, but I'm curious to get your take that this feels, not that DJ was let go. He deserved to, to get let go. It was time. I think yes. that's a totally, totally reasonable it's decision. Sports. But the moves that they replaced him with, both in Alfie and with Jacques Martin, feel a little 
PR motivated. Like, I don't know. Alfie, to bring him into the organization was a really good decision. Mm-hmm. I, that made sense to me. But he has no coaching experience. To put him on the bench sort of feels like here's him, here's Jacques Martin. I remember when things were better. Look at these faces for the rest of the year because we think this season might be lost. Am I reading too much into it? I think you are, but I think that that's a valid side effect. It doesn't hurt, right? right. The, the nostalgic fan base, for yep. sure. But Jacques Martin, uh, I know he's 71 years old now. He hasn't been a head coach in the league, but he's been a professional coach for over 40 years. Mm-hmm. He's been a general manager in this league. This this is a guy that knows, knows what he's doing. Um, Daniel Alfredson, yeah, he he's worked in hockey ops a little bit. He hasn't been a professional coach, but now now he is. Jack Capuano has been a head coach, a professional coach a long yeah. time. He's still in the stop. Ben Sexton uh, was uh, in Belleville's. He was assistant to Troy Mann for the last number of years, and, and David Bell last year as well. Um, it's not like they're reinventing the wheel here, but you're just adding Alfie and, and Jacques Martin. To me, I'll use the word shepherd again. I think this is about shepherding this team through the rest of the season yeah. um, because they don't want to make a final decision on what their coaching staff's going to look like. Is that a GM thing? You don't want to hire the coach till you've hired the GM? Uh, and and Stale still could be the GM. Yeah. I, I think they don't want to rush in. I, I think that they feel that there's going to be a better field of candidates. Take your time with it mm-hmm. um, at the end of the season or if something arises during. I fully expect it's going to be status quo, though, behind the bench. I'd be shocked if it's not. It's going to be Jacques Martin and Daniel Alfredson. And what this really does now, this puts the onus on the players. All right? It's not like, all right, ownership. Okay, well, there's been an ownership change finally. It wasn't ideal with the timing of it, and that kind of messed up their offseason a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. But okay, Ann Lauer's the owner now. You bring in Steos to be the overseer, right? Now you have to fire Pierre Dorian. I, I, I think they were eventually going to move on from Dorian anyway, but they, they weren't going to do it during this season. No. They were going to ride it out. Well, circumstances we all know with the Vegas trade, yeah. what happened there, they move on from Dorian. Okay, now things continue to go sideways with on, on the ice, not getting the results that you want. Now you move on from DJ. Now, guess what? It's on the players. Yep. Now that excuse is gone. Much of these young guys, have on, many of them have only known DJ. Like Brady was at, at the tail end of Boucher and Crawford, right? Right. And Shabbat played a little bit in that. But your, your core guys, they only really know one guy. You know, in their in their professional career, the, the of of who's going to be guiding the ship. So now you're bringing in Jacques Martin, experienced guy. He's going to do things a bit differently. Alfredson's going to help there and, and assist along the way as well. And now it's about a true evaluation for the rest of the season. Who's going to be here? Who's not going to be here? Right? And and I I just wonder if I don't wonder. I I really believe that's really what this is about. You're not going to raise the white flag publicly on the season before Christmas, but let's be honest, it'd be they need 700 hockey yeah. to be a wild card team. Like, let's call this what it is. Never say never. This is why you play the games. Sure. I get it. But this is more about, we've removed the last excuse for you players. Let's go. Let's go. Who Who is going to be a part of this process and who's not? And can these players improve? Some of them, because... Maybe DJ Smith did have his flaws in trying to sure. sell his message. That's gone now. Now now it's pure evaluation time. Where are you at then with this roster? Is it because it, it has clearly a lot of really good pieces, mm-hmm. but it do, you do wonder um, if maybe they don't all fit together. If if they're performing as less than the sum of their parts, kind of thing here, and that's why that's why DJ Smith got fired. Right, they're not the sum of their parts. So, do you think? there's going to be any sort of turnover to this young core. They're all locked up 
for pretty long time at, at reasonable money. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's any contracts you look at and go, that's terrible. But, you know, if are we going to wait out the rest of this season and see if a different coach gets them to the sum of their parts? Or yep. do you think there's going to be change here? Well, it depends on how well they play or don't play that well between now and the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. But I think the plan is to ride out the season. Nothing drastic. You know, you might do a move or two, like whatever. Um, but it's really going to be the evaluation uh, as you get through this season. And then you look at the roster for the summer. You look at the cap's going to be going up by, what, $4 bucks yeah. for next year. And they are a cap team now. Um, Sanderson's deal kicks in next year. You know, Kubalik's going to come off the books. Tarasenko's going to come off the books. Do you want to keep Tarasenko? He's, he's been okay for them this sure, year yeah. at, at $5 million bucks. If you get that player, that's, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you piece together? What's what's Pinto's next contract going to look like? He He's likely going to sign pretty much c- close to his QO for yeah, this year, yeah. but then he needs a deal. What's that contract going to look like for next year? Then you get into Ridley Gregg's going to need a deal uh, as well. They could sign Jacob Chikrin to an extension as of July 1st next summer, <laughs> right? So having said all that, when they start to look at the pieces of this team, they they have a lot of good players, but they don't have a good team. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's problematic, right? It's fine to say, hey, everybody acknowledges, yeah, this guy's a good player. Yep. He's a very good player. This guy's a really good young player. Well, the, the team is, and you can't just blame injuries and goaltending. You can't, are they, are they factors as to why teams underachieve? Sure, Absolutely they are. Yeah. Absolutely they are. <laughs> but I, like every team goes through injuries. Yeah. Um, and you look at the Ottawa Senators now, and they've got all these games in hand on many teams still. That's fine. But it used to be able to say, well, yeah, but look at their points percentage. They're higher than last in the East. No, they're not. <laughs> their points percentage is worse. They're the worst team in the Eastern Conference, points percentage-wise. Yeah, for a long time we were and, giving them the benefit of the doubt with the games in hand. Yeah. But you've used up some of those and you're not winning And the, the team, part, so. the teams that are close to them at the bottom here are, you know, I, I use Columbus as an example on this morning show. Go look at their injury list. Yeah. Go look at their adversity. They had to can their new coach in training camp who hadn't coached the team yet. <laughs> so it's like... like they're, they're, listen, like it's and the thing with with injuries over the course of time, what separates, I think, you know, really good teams from eh, teams and bad teams is your roster construction, your depth in your organization, and I really think what's paramount is your what are you? What's your identity as a team mm-hmm. when you when you when when you hit the skids with some injuries, some key injuries here? It's like how do you get through that? Well, you go back to what. The way you play. What's your team identity? What you can plug and play some guys. You may, maybe not going to score as much during that stretch here, whatever. But unfortunately, with the Ottawa Senators, we, I, I don't know. Other than they are, they do work hard. Effort's never been an issue, I think, under DJ Smith, and that's so valuable as a coach. You got to get have the players work hard for you. Yep. They always did. Yep, they always did. Work smart. That's another thing. Um, but what is the identity of the Ottawa Senators? Like when. When they want to win a game, lock it down. Like, what are they? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what type of team they are yeah. uh, to be a winning team. And they got to figure that out. Uh, one of the, the big additions they brought in this summer was, uh, was Corpus Allo. And look, we've seen good and bad Corpus Allo over the years. We saw bad Corpus Allo mostly in, in Columbus and then pretty good Corpus Allo behind a better LA team. Are you worried about that deal or... 
Are you confident that we'll see good Corpusalo once the Senators start defending well in front of him? Yeah, that, I think that's a bit of a TBD, but if, if I was a Sens fan listening to this to be encouraged, um, you look at the history of Jacques Martin, hmm, goalies yeah, seem to play well true. under his system, yeah. right? It, it, it's, it's, it, it's a goalie-friendly system that he usually implements, and I think Corpusalo has looked excellent at times, and he's had some bad games as well and some bad goals. Mm-hmm. Go in, in Forsberg, I think Corpus Allo's been better than Forsberg, but yep. it's not like any of them have been going great guns at this point. No. I think they can both be better. I think they've both proven they can be better than they are. And that's the one thing. Um, as the system change starts here, and it's already started, Jacques Martin has said they've changed their neutral zone completely. Mm. You know, that's happening. There's going to be more here. But the history of Jacques Martin is his system, the way he coaches, is goalie friendly. So that's a TBD for me. Okay. Um You've been around this market for a while, and I'm curious. I'm old. Yeah, thank you. This is, I was going to word that more friendlier. Hey, but, you're uh, catching up. I was at your 40th. That's oh, true. I missed your 40th. Yeah, you were yeah, at my I was, 40th. I was, at, I was at your – I've celebrated you being 40. That's correct. Okay. Yeah, we've done that. All right. Um, although it was really more of a morning than a celebration, but that's all right. Uh We've got a new pro team in town. Less than two weeks away, the PWHL will uh, kick off over at, at TD Place. And and you've seen some franchises come and go in, in this market. Uh, the Red Blacks is obviously the one of most recent memory, but the Renegades were a thing briefly. Rough Riders before yeah, that. Were, the Sens were, were new at one point. Um, we so, saw, we've seen ball teams come and go. Yeah. Ottawa Loggers, roller hockey. Uh, wow. I went to those games back oh, in the 90s. Goodness. Okay. <laughs> um, what's the... The buzz, like you're you're in the station every day. You're reading the text lines. Like we've seen tremendous ticket sales. I believe they've now officially sold it out. The, well, uh, the they home released opener. they released 400 tickets yesterday. Oh, okay, okay, it, because it was sold out, and yeah. then they they released a holdbacks they or whatever. Finding some more seats. They and... sold them out in 12 minutes. Oh my goodness, that is wild. <laughs> so they're gonna they're going to set um, an attendance record for club team women's professional hockey yep. on uh, their home opener. It's a it's it's yeah we've seen in. bigger it's going to be know, a record Olympic gold medal yeah. games and things like but that or national team play. thing right but club team pro hockey yes. uh, for women so is there is the buzz or the feedback or what you guys are hearing around the station as as strong as that is it is it picking up steam or like is this a small group that was able to buy out a, a small arena like what do you think this no how, th- yeah. and Jr is is way better to speak to about this because you know his his daughter one of his daughters won a national championship CIS oh wow um, you know he's been dialed into to women's hockey in this town for quite some time so I usually defer to Jr um, with with the kind of the buzz talk but we did discuss it on the show and he's he's not wrong like the thing about Ottawa in general is, um, and I know you're not originally from here, right. but I think you've picked up on this. Ottawa's a hockey town. Yeah. Eastern Ontario is big hockey. It's not just, oh, it's a Sens town. No, it's it's a hockey town. Right. Um, you know, when the Sens do well, they draw very well. Like back in, I, I think about the early 2000s um, when Jeff Hunt bought the team in the late 90s for the 67s. It was not uncommon. And the odd time we'd look at this, and it was always cool to see, they pl- the the three teams would play in the same night, and I'll, I'm adding the, the Olympique across the river. Right, sends it sell out. Sixty seven to sell out, and the Olympique could sell out. Oh right, and then then you get into the Junior A loop, then you get into the Junior B loop, and and ho- like it's hockey is number one, two, three, four, five, six mm-hmm. in this area, and it's not just NHL hockey. So I'm not surprised that there's been great support for women's hockey, and also just women's hockey, girls hockey 
in this area as well. It's been quietly so strong for a number of years with so many teams and so many great organizations and very popular with the youth. So to that end, I am not very surprised. And I think they're going to draw well all season long because you're, then now they're just dipping into group sales. Get these minor hockey teams coming to the sure. games as well. Yeah. So I, it, I, honestly, I am not surprised that it's done so well. I, uh, as you mentioned, grew up somewhere else down in the GTA and it, it is stark the difference, like, because down there it, it very much is Leafs or bust, yeah. right? They've tried minor league team. The, the Marlies lose money, but the Leafs like having them there and can afford mm. it. So yep. fair enough. Yep. They've tried different junior teams, you know, close to, you know, out in the suburbs in Oshawa and Barrie and, and whatever it does fine, but great close to the city. It doesn't work. Brampton, it's tougher. Yeah. Well, the, the St. Mike's majors, they had them like, it's. It's a tougher sell if it's not the Leafs. It seems to be. And even we've seen, you know, at times, weak sales. I remember Toronto was getting criticized for not selling out that World Cup in 2016 for the, you know, Europe versus whoever game, right? Like, yeah. it's it, it can be tough. Whereas here, yeah, it seems to be a lot more, I don't know, like what the word would be, but it's, enthusiastic it, anyway for hockey in general instead of just the NHL. Yeah, it's like, like well, let, let's not confuse the issue, though. I'm not saying, like, the senators being in this community, that is still ma- like moss to the light. Like yeah, that's that's sure. still number one. But I would say more so than for the example of Toronto and that there's other markets like this area, Ottawa, the Valley, Eastern Ontario, Western Quebec, it's hockey. Yeah. Like it's not just NHL hockey, it's just so wildly popular at different levels. Well, I've already gotten an email uh, just to enter a lottery for the world juniors being here next year, right? That's mm-hmm. the level of demand. I guess they're expecting for that as well. Now, again, that's a huge event that, that does well at most places in Canada, but yeah, I think it, that's going to be a wild draw. I think here in, in Ottawa again next year. Well, the, the, the last time I was here and I, I, I covered that event, it was just, um, cause they, they did games down at the, uh, they called it the civic center. Now, yeah. now it's a arena TD place. And the main venue of course was in Canada. It was just tremendous draws at, at both venues and just mm-hmm. packed the place and set rec- tenants records for that. And there's a reason why, you know, the, uh, they want to come back to yeah. Ottawa. It's, it's going to do well. Well, and like they had, was it 2000, I don't know, 13, 2015, that women's world championships here and mm-hmm. team Canada games out at, at Canadian tire center were pretty close to sellouts, right? Yep. They were getting huge crowds in for that. So this has been cool to see. The enthusiasm has been great for, for the upcoming PWHL. Have you been following the some of the criticism they're getting now that the people weren't in love with the fact we don't have logos, uh, team names yet, the yeah. jerseys are a little cookie cutter? There's a balance that seems they're trying to strike between just getting this thing going, right? I heard one of the people in charge, it might have been Stan Caston, say, we could have waited and got all our copyrights, got all our art, all that stuff, so it all launches at once, but that's another year that these women aren't on the ice, aren't playing, aren't getting paid, so we thought it was more important to yep. just get going and worry about getting everything else caught up as we go. Do you think that was the right strategy? I th- I, I do, like because I understand the criticism. I, like, is it, I, I hate calling them the Ottawa hockey team. I was yeah. like, I, it'd be nice to have a nickname. It'd be nice to really, because they went generic, like you can tell they just got the same company to pump out the same six yes. you know, sweaters. And I saw somebody with, say, with, with which is pretty colors. funny, that they that looks like stuff you would get at any town's local airport. Well, it's like right? my beer league <laughs> yeah, here in town. Exactly. Like I, I play in the Borden Farm Beer League. All the, you know, it's the same logo. It's a guy sure. skating holding a beer and just different colors. <laughs> Seriously, like that's that's kind of what it is. Right. Uh, but I, I totally understand it because 
Um, you you had enough of the other elements in place that you can do it. It just wasn't pretty yet, right? Yeah. It, it, it's like the house is up here, but it's not totally finished, but you can move into it and live there. Yeah. Uh, and by doing that, you're giving some of these women an opportunity to play professional hockey. And some of these women this year, maybe they, they don't, they don't play next year. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's a lot of women that are in their thirties that are, sure. they've been waiting their whole lives to have this opportunity. So get it off the ground now. I got no problem with that, but. They have left some money on the table, right? Like I went looking for a hat when those went on sale or would have yep. got a hoodie or something. I looked at that stuff and kind of went, you know, I, I really want to support the league, but I'm, I'm going to have to do it with tickets here to start because yeah. I'm not interested in this you'll, you'll, merch you'll, at all. You'll, you'll get that bump next year, yeah. right? Like you're going to have your logos and everybody's, yeah, it, it's going to be. There is a wave now. The excitement's yeah. now. Like it's. I No, I understand. It's but, hard. But it's. I'm uh, sympathetic, but it's. Yeah, it's I, I, I get it. But I, I just, because I, when I first looked at it, I was more like, oh man. It just feels so rushed. Yes. Why are you rushing? Why are you rushing? Like it's, couldn't you just wait a year? But then the way it was explained to me and I've looked at it, I'm like, you know what? You raise a Makes good point. Sense, yeah. It's um, because they're, they have the financing in place. The backers are yes. here now ready to get this thing off the ground. The capital to start a new league, which mm-hmm. takes a lot. You, you have media partners ready to go jump in now. It's like, all right. Well, let's do this now, Get then. Going, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Why waste a year? No, that's true. What else has caught your eye around the NHL this year? I, I'm curious, you know, Boston is the obvious one. They got off to that crazy start despite having lost, you know, what they've lost. Vancouver, I think, has surprised a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Anybody that's uh, that's caught you off guard, either positively or negatively? Oh, uh, man, there's, there's so many different things. I was... Uh, I'm surprised New Jersey yeah. um, got off as slow as they've, they've got off. Um, but I'll say this, my biggest probable, probably surprise, even more so than Vancouver is Philadelphia yep. and the job that Torts has done. You, like you want to talk about identity coaching, <laughs> you know, you say what you want about Torts and a lot of people like to throw slings and arrows at Torts over the years with some of the stuff he says and maybe some of the way he's conducted him, whatever. Players play for him and they play hard because there's no BS and he sets standards and there's no negotiation for those standards. Yeah. But he also does treat his players with great respect. He walks that line very well. Um, and he's, he's done, he's done it again in Philadelphia, at least at this point of the season. Yep. Nobody, like they're in a rebuild. We had Danny Briere. He hopped on the show, um, just before the home opener for the Sens when they hosted Philadelphia. Danny's from Gatineau. Right. They, we asked him to come on. He was more than happy to come on. Very candid about where they are. He says, we are not, we're not making any right now deals. And he said, yeah, he says, we're going to be in a position. We'll take bad contracts for picks. We're still in the building process. Mm-hmm. Like no visions of grandeur here in Philadelphia. <laughs> Look what they're doing. Yeah. They're a playoff team right now. <laughs> we're over a third of the way through the season. Now, I don't know if that's sustainable. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But that might be my biggest surprise is just how Philadelphia has come out of the gate. I don't understand. And maybe it's it's goaltending. And I know you just lectured us on not blaming just goaltending and injury. But Carolina is, I expected probably to win that division. Mm-hmm. And they're just, I don't know, sputtering along, not... Do you have, what do you make of them? There, well, goal, goaltending obviously yeah. has hurt them, and, and Freddie Anderson hopefully, hopefully he can play again. Blood clot, pretty serious issue, can be. Yeah, and you know, away from the team, and now they've waved Ranta and Kochetkov is a young guy, I and mean, he's the guy yep. uh, right now. So that is interesting. I think they're going to trade for a goalie, or they're going to find another way. I'm going to bring it on Aaron Dell on a PTO <laughs> and see if they're going to sign him. But um, also with Carolina, analytically, darlings, right. right, and have been for a number of years. Yep. But it's volume, 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 volume. It's, yeah. it, I, I don't know if they, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, so people probably shred this here. <laughs> it's just, I, I've always felt that 
they when it when it comes down to it, the why, why they've come up short, and they haven't come up very short. I mean, in the conference final, mm-hmm. um, it's the quality when you're playing these other really good teams because Carolina has been a really good team, and they're they're just missing that little something else other than great system, throw everything at the net, win the Corsi Cup. <laughs> what a like there there's there there's just that element, and right now, of course, they need a goalie, yep. right? That that that's. Yeah, it'll kill you, right? Like if it you will don't, kill you. Yeah. Well, what I I said on the show this morning is like the when I say that, and I'm not I'm not saying don't point out bad goaltending because you can't ignore it, right? If you if you're not getting saves, you're not going to win. No. Uh, we know that. It's, but when you look over historic, like if you go like a large season after season after season, I'll use Ottawa as the example. Okay, since you know DJ Smith was hired as coach, how many different goalies have they tried? Yeah. Right. And I know there's been injuries yeah. along the way in the Matt Murray saga, and you as a Leaf fan know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> about how that went. Yeah, thanks for passing how, that how, along. How that went that way as well. <laughs> but there's there's something to be said. Like it's like, is Ottawa the unluckiest goaltending team in the league the last five years? Hmm. Is that the end of the conversation, or is it okay to say there's more at play here? I think over five years. Yeah. I think it might be okay to say there's more at play. <laughs> that there hasn't been one guy. They could at least be eh. <laughs> they haven't even got eh. Like Cam Talbot. Oh boy, look at the way he's he playing in LA. How to play. I wonder what's changed. Oh, yeah. he's on a team, you know, that's that that is just a better hockey club and, and they have an identity and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Philip Gustafson went off the rails early this season. He seems to have got it back in Minnesota. Yep. You know, plays and like it's just that's why, because I, I, I know, I, I have arguments with people about this because I get it, and, and you're not wrong. Goaltending, of course, that, that, that's the crux of hockey. When you get into the playoffs, you might as well call it goalie. You need, yep. you, you need a guy. But <laughs> if, if your definition of where your team is going to go is based on, oh, we got to have elite great goaltending, then you're not building your team correctly. Right? Like, yeah. Like, I don't yeah, if you're wa- already I, counting on someone, needing I, someone to bail you out. I, I don't want to go into the season, all right, well, maybe we can be a playoff team and be good, but we need really, really above average goaltending. <laughs> right. It's like, well, no. Then you should in be, trouble. <laughs> you should be building your team to be a very good team, and if you get really above average goaltending, we can win a Stanley Cup. Right. I, d- I don't want to count on my above average or elite goaltending to drag me in. Oh, thank God we made the playoffs. <laughs> Is that the goal here? What are we doing? <laughs> Build your team properly, have your system in place, uh, have your team identity. And if you get spectacular goaltending, you're, then, you, then you're, then you're going to win some cups. Tampa is a very good team without Andre Vasilevsky. Yes. They got Vasilevsky. Oh, they won a couple cups. Yeah. Shesterkin like, and the Rangers, right? So, Already a very good team. Anyways, that, that's my sorry, yeah. my little my little rant on goaltending. Uh, I think it's legit, and that you know, LA maybe is the other one that I should have mentioned there when I was talking about surprises. They've been a wagon here early in the oh, season, right? Like just unstoppable. Just so. go on the road and win games. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's all sure. we do. Um, last thing for you, then, Lloydy. We're wrapping up the year. I'm curious. Uh, try any good beer this year? Uh, well, you and I went to bicycle for an event. Yeah. I've never been. How'd you do over there? It, it was uh, the, the trivia. <laughs> Stop it. It was women's trivia night. Yeah. Mikhail and Vanessa put it on. I was terrible. Yeah. 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 I blame AJ. He was on my team. Everybody did. Lee, uh, Lee also said it was AJ's fault. Well, he showed up late. Yeah, AJ's the, the guy that, you know, say, you want to do it? Okay, we'll do it. Because yeah. he's done it before. I'd never done it before. Yeah. AJ was late. <laughs> Now he was coming from the station. He was doing corner kicks. So, I'll well, and that. Lee said that uh, when AJ arrived, he started changing your answers. Totally. <laughs> 
Lee and I are sitting there doing it. Yeah. Right. So, anyways, I enjoyed that. Just just going to bicycle. I'd never been before. There's right. so many great craft places, and I haven't been to them all. And that I knocked that one off the list. I visited uh, bicycles. That was fun. Yep. Um, recently had my birthday. Went to we just went went out to Big Rig, and I'd forgotten. Usually, my go to when I go there is I like their brown. Oh yeah. I, you know I like browns yes, in general, sir. right? Yeah. So I, but then I'm like they had the Scotch ale on. I'm like I'll give that a go. I'm like. That's really good. Yeah. They have so, a black IPA there that's fantastic. Yeah. So then too. I had another one. Yeah. My, <laughs> Funny you know, how that And my, my, my wife drove. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been a- I was last week. Okay. So, so that's uh, fresh in your memory. That's my, that's my latest. I'm going to try something I hadn't- I can't even remember if I've had it before. Maybe I have a number of years ago, mm-hmm. but it was- I said, and you know what? I'm like, that's good. I'm not switching that up. I'll take another. Yeah. It was no, very I, good. I, I'm like you in the sense that I've tried, I think- Almost every brewery in town, but I haven't been to most of them. Like I, I yeah. take full advantage of the delivery thing and they'll bring it yeah. to you or, you know, it's in the grocery stores now and stuff. So, um, I don't know. I've been trying to check some off the list, right? Get out to, to visit a few more of them. Uh, I got to get back on one of the, I did the, the brew donkey thing a year or so ago. Yes. The, the beer tour, they get you on a bus and take you around to a few different places. That was fun. Cause yep. you know, now it's a fairly old school bus style thing. So yep. if you're sitting near the back, it's shaking your belly full of foam up pretty good while they're taking you from brewery <laughs> to brewery uh, towards the end of the, the day. That was a little problematic, but otherwise it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. No, we got so much in this area. It's outstanding. I think there's over 30 now. Somebody yeah. was, I think Andy Nita was telling me there's now over 30 breweries in the greater Ottawa area, which is just wild. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just like Ottawa proper has gotten and all, all kinds of small communities. Yeah. Some of them have two now. Right. It's, no, it's, uh, um, it's, uh, it, it's a great scene here in Ottawa. So, I think that's where we'll wrap this one up, Lloydie. I appreciate you you making the time for me. I know it's a busy day and busy time of year, so thanks for coming in and, and doing this. Uh, I think you've been in a couple times this year for me, so yeah. I appreciate it. Well, anytime you know I don't live far. It's true. Merry uh, Christmas, and, best and the, to you and your family. And uh, same to you, and, and the next time we do this, we'll make sure it's after 12 o'clock and, let's do uh, it. and we can have a pint or two. I don't want to talk about beer. Let's have one. That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, that's where we'll wrap this up. Good listener, uh, the next time you will hear from us will be on Christmas Eve. Rob and I have put together our annual Christmas Eve slash World Junior kind of preview show. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And, and we hear, Lloydie, that uh, most people are listening to that at about 1130 while they're having one last drink and wrapping those couple of gifts and going to be up late, right? Are you a procrastinator when you do that? Are you up late on Christmas Eve wrapping or are you usually done? Uh, used to be, uh, but I've gotten better. I got most of my wrapping done yesterday. Okay. And I got a few more things to do later today. And yeah. then I think I'm done. We always get... Uh, one feedback of people at last one up in the house wrapping gifts and listening to uh, the TCA Christmas Eve show. So uh, we're uh, we're looking forward to bringing that to you. And uh, other than that, everybody have yourselves a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Lloydy, thanks again. And uh, we'll see you all next time. That's it. Not work under these conditions. If anybody wants me, I'll be downstairs at McDougal. Huh? Call the weekend guy. I don't care.